Hey, New Life Church. Uh, we're going to have a different type day for all of you. I think we have to because there's a story out there about George Floyd that moved me to a point where I could not wait to talk to you. We had a plan for this weekend. We always do, but we changed it. And I've been praying that God would lead us and, and that he would minister to us and that we would be open-hearted. There's a lot of tension in our nation. That verse that we just showed you was not by accident. It described heaven. And it talks about how every tribe and every nation, ethnos groups, people groups, every color of skin is going to be in heaven. Heaven's going to be populated just like that. There's a time where Jesus asked for us to pray that his will will be done on earth like it is in heaven. And sometimes his will is not done on earth like heaven. So these are great days where we can learn. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to aim at wisdom and being Christ-like. I have seen so many foolish comments on social media that my head is about to explode. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a fool. But we do want to hear from you. But we want to be like Christ. If you don't know what that is, then don't say anything. If you need help, We'll pastor you. We love doing that. So here's where we are. About a week ago, I posted on Facebook just some quick thoughts that I was having about love. I even preached on it recently. How love never fails and, and love is kind and it's patient. But inside of that post, I challenged all of you around the subject of racial tension for you to think of someone that doesn't look like you and reach out to them and listen to them. Buy them some coffee. Go to church with them when we're back in church. But build a relationship. But I've learned since then, and even today, that some do not know how to do that. And I get it. Because I don't know how to do it either. So what I decided to do was to call a friend and reach out to him and to show you one way you can do it. So this was not all put together in an organized fashion. I just called my friend, but we recorded it because I think love really doesn't fail. But trying to get everything just right will. We've got to reach out. This is the time to do it. If the church is the hope of the world, then we've got to act like we have hope. And that means a phone call or two. So here's my friend, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, how's it going over there? You and Irene, bro, I love you. Good to be with you right here in Zoomville. And uh, so many th things are happening right now and at New Life Church and at your church. And, and uh, so I, I just wanted to connect with you. I'm glad you have a few minutes. Absolutely. Well, we love you and you and Michelle and the entire BZ family and the entire New Life family and uh, just honored uh, to be a part of the conversation. Honored to have you uh, as one of our overseers and good friend and a spiritual father in my life. And I just want to thank you for your investment in my life and thank you for texting and checking in in these difficulties that we're experiencing as a country. That's right. That's right, brother. Well, you're a great leader and I love to talk to you. I love the way you accept the challenge if that's what the discussion is all about and also the way that we learn from each other 
And uh, so I'm a lot older than you, but I've learned a lot from you. You're a smart dude, man. And uh, this week, it hit hard. And, um, you know, the last several days have been extremely complicated to figure out. And uh, I am encouraged by the church because a lot of times they go cold and silent at a time like this. Uh, but this one, it, it's frustrated. I think it's the accumulation uh, through the years. Uh, no one could be in shock right now. I would be shocked if someone was in shock uh, because you can see the pattern and you can see the pain. And it's a little ambiguous for a white man like me to try to figure it all out. And so I have recently challenged our entire church uh, to make some phone calls, to walk over to people's homes and to listen. Let this be a season to listen. So instead of just telling them to do it, I wanted to do it. So I welcome you here, and uh, thanks for being a, a great friend of mine, not just an acquaintance. So that's what I want to do. I want to ask, ask some questions, some, some difficult questions, and, and I want to learn. Well, well, I'm honored uh, about the conversation, and uh, I love the fact that, uh, that it's in our confusion that we can come together because of relationship and because of compassion and because of love. And, and, uh, and so I'm honored to be here and, and um, answer questions and ask questions myself, and that's how we're going to get better in this whole thing. That's right, Jimmy. Well, we've been knowing each other for a while now. It's been good, man. And uh, I've watched you grow, your church is growing, and thank God for Baltimore and you and Irene, the way that you're leading. And so Michelle sends her love as well, but let me get to uh, something that I think can help us. I know it'll help me, so I'm hoping it'll help other people. I've raised four kids, Jimmy, yeah. and uh, so I have to coach them and mentor them. Uh, but I guess it's different for the way that you've had to raise your children. And, uh, and I'd love to hear about that in the context of the struggle of this week with the racial tension that's around the world and around our nation. Uh, how have you had to raise your kids differently than maybe someone like me? Wow. Well, thank you for the question. I mean, I, you know, the, what happened in our country and what's happening, you know, recently, you know, what has come to the surface in the news is something that, you know, I've been experiencing since, you know, I can remember and uh, on various levels. And I won't say it's to that grave, you know, what happened with Ahmaud Arbery or what happened with George Floyd, but, you know, our country is full of hate. Our country is full of sin. And so I've had to prepare my children uh, to understand, uh, you know, where we are in our country. And I've been saying since, you know, I can remember that this is the world we live in. And so having the conversation with my kids about, you know, when they get pulled over, how to respond, uh, having the conversation with my son, telling him he can't wear his hood, don't play your music loud, uh, you know, take off your do-rag uh, and don't give people an excuse uh, to, to stereotype you or to pigeonhole you. I've, I've had people follow us in stores and uh, in stores that, I've, that I frequent and buy things from often. Um, and I've, my, my thing has been, that's just the world we live in. And uh, what I've just decided, uh, Rick, in this culture that we're in, in this climate, this tension that we're in, is, you know what, I've just decided that's not the world we're going to live in. And I believe that the church is the hope of the world, and I want to be a part of the solution, not a part of the pollution. That's great. And the church is the hope of the world, but how are we doing with this subject? Uh, even recently, how do, you, how do you think we're doing? 
I think we're, we're progressing as far as using our voice. I think that the church has a responsibility uh, to, 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 you know, push forward the great commission. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus had all authority or was given all authority to go into the world and reach all people. And if we're not going after all people, we probably only have some of Jesus' authority. And so when we think about the church, I believe that the church is positioned to lead the conversation. Uh, and I think we got to do better. You know, I, I've seen some voices come up and I love the fact that we're having this conversation. Uh, but one of the things that I've learned is as a lead pastor, it's hard for pastors who are voices to become ears and just listen. And I love this dialogue. I love your text that you texted me and says, tell me what it's like. Help me understand. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people representing the church. The, the Bible says when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. And, and I want compassion to lead. And I believe the church can lead with compassion. That's great, Jimmy. And you feel like that you're sensing more of that? Are we growing? Are we maturing as a church? Are, are, are people asking the right questions? Are they asking questions at all? Do you see the increase of that? Absolutely. In this last, uh, you know, there's so many people on other sides and, uh, you know, it's never going to be good enough. And I get it. The pain has been around for a long time. The pain has been great, but we have to also allow people to process. And one of the things I've been telling our church, who's predominantly African-American, is saying we must have dialogue before we have decisions. And I think that the church has been better. My white pastor friends, my white friends, they've been texting, asking me, how is it? They said that they want to use their voice. They said, help us with the sermon series, help us. So I have seen progress. And if we're going to see progress, you know, uh, uh, nationally, we're going to have to first have progress individually and corporately as churches. And so, yes, I, I do see uh, some hope. That's great. And then what do you think that people ought to do, even this weekend as pastors? Uh, how do we lead at a time? There's so many trolls right now. It's a political year. It's an election year. You have tension that is around the story and away from the story, and it all mixes together. Uh, coach me as a pastor, how do I lead in the state of Arkansas right now? Wow. Well, I'm honored you asked that question. And, and I think, Pastor Rick, is, is that, you know, I say this statement that if you're, if you're more concerned with making a point, you're going to fail to make a difference. And I feel like that when we listen, we are, we are being equipped to make a difference. And if we listen to uh, listen to listen, not listen to respond, uh, I think that we can make a difference in entering to someone's world. Paul said, I became all things to all people in order to reach the more. The message version says, I entered into uh, their world and tried or entered into their life and tried to experience things from their point of view. He goes on and says, I did it because of the gospel. What I hear right there is empathy. And I think the church, I think pastors just have to have compassion and empathy. Jesus says, when I looked at the, when Jesus looked at the crowds, he had compassion on them. And I think we have to take our focus on the crowds that are in the four walls of our buildings and look at the crowds on the four corners of the earth and really have compassion on people that we may never meet. And so the first step is empathy. Can we just have empathy, right? Not just sympathy, but empathy. Sympathy is I feel sorry for you. 
Empathy is I sit in the path of what you're experiencing and I put myself there and I have compassion, which compassion drives me to action to help you come out of the situation you're in. Wow. Well, this story seems to be creating empathy where I saw a struggle with just sympathy. Wow. Jesus wow. is compassionate. I'm convinced that he never looked at a human being and hated them. Absolutely. But I am convinced that the church often has, and wow. I want to see us getting sync with that. And uh, so we're working hard on it as a church. It's, uh, it's It moves me to think about it's just difficult because you want to ace it. You feel um, vulnerable. I feel no fear right now, but I do have that just that that tension uh, to make sure that we're pastoring well and we're leading well. So I needed your input today. Thank you for it. You're a great friend. Well, I love you, Pastor Rick, and I'm excited that you're a part of the conversation. And and uh, I, I look forward to our our private conversations and. I just want to encourage you, even in this, you know, crazy social media, I know who you are behind the scenes. And uh, I just want to encourage whoever's listening to this, that your post does not represent your heart and or, or lack of thereof. And so I just want to, as a black male, uh, just say thank you for the personal phone calls. Thank you for loving me and my family behind the scenes. And you don't need to post anything or say anything in regards to me and what you've done for our family. So thank you. I love New Life Church. I love you. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the conversation. Thank you, bro. You're a good friend. I love you. God bless you. God bless you. So I want to be clear. I enjoyed that call with Jimmy, but that's not the only call I made. And I enjoyed every one of them. I'm trying to learn. There are times where we need to go to school where we need to pay attention. And I even thought of some things that we could work on as believers. First thing I want to talk to you about is that you cannot hate people if you're dealing with that, if you're praying for them. The Bible is clear. Second Chronicles 7.14, you've seen that. It says, if my people humble themselves and pray, but only if, like this is not automatic, but if my people humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. If they turn from their wicked ways, first we have to pray. I find that it's, it's pretty easy to hate other people. And the only way to get out of that cycle is to be honest with the Lord and to pray for other people. It's almost impossible to hate somebody that you're praying for. So I'm challenging you as a church to start there. The second thing I want to talk to you about is we don't fight against flesh and blood. Paul made this clear, that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and rulers of darkness. And basically, it's just a fancy way of saying Satan would love for you to fight one another and to forget that he has a role. So I just want to encourage you to remember that every time there is anger in your heart towards someone else, just remember Satan loves it that way, whether it's with your marriage or with race or anyone who's frustrating to you. In fact, we don't need better people around us. 
We just need to be more like Christ. And the way that he reaches out to us, his compassion, like I said with Jimmy, Jesus has never looked at a face and hated that person. He's loaded with love. And he would love for us to be a good reflection of that. And then number three, please remember that heaven will be populated with every race. In the book of Revelation in chapter 7, uh, John is describing that he looked around and he gave a clear picture of what he saw. At one place, he describes Jesus. What? You should go and see that. But at another place, he describes the people who are seeing Jesus. And he describes that it's people from every nation. That word nation, it's the word ethnos. And it means every type of person from every tribe all over the world. That's heaven. That's what it's going to be populated with. I find it interesting that Jesus said, when you pray, pray that my will will be done on earth like it is in heaven, like that. The Lord never wanted to fill up heaven with every ethnic group with filling our hearts with hate here. So I just want to encourage you to remember the big picture. Heaven's going to be amazing. And if you don't love your brother, and if you don't love those that do not look like you, you're going to hate heaven if you ever get to see it at all. So as a pastor, I always like to look around and see places that were vulnerable. And this is one but I also like to see places where we're doing better. And right now, as I see pastors around America, they're reaching out on this one. They're not letting this pass by. And for that, I'm proud. So what I wanna ask for you to do is to consider worship. There's something about connecting with our Lord. He'll show you way better than I can explain it to you. So let's go to worship now. Let the Lord's will be revealed in all of us. He'll tell you who to call. He'll tell you what to do next. And it'll be great. Let's worship. When sadness comes to steal the joy of my salvation And the circumstance seems bigger than the God I'm praying I enter in your holy presence and receive the rest you promised when you left your spirit. You've got the whole world in your hand. I'm confident of this. I trust your perfect plan. Even when things don't Let your peace that passes understanding guard my heart again. You've got the whole world in your hand, and I'm no exception. Oh. Though I drink of sorrow deeper than. 
do not grieve as those who have no hope of heaven. Cause I remember how your brow sweat blood there in the garden. When you drank my cup of suffering and won my pardon, you got the whole I worship you. You 
okay, everybody. We're trying to learn. We're worshiping the Lord. I just want to thank you for allowing me to have this platform to challenge you. So we've looked at scripture. Uh, we've had conversation. We've worshiped the Lord. And at this point, in a typical weekend, we would be giving. And I'm going to leave that out. Uh, I think you know how to do that. You guys can march down that road and you're texting or whatever you want to do. What I really want to do is pray for you. So I want to ask all of you to bow your heads right now, if you can, if you're not driving. and If there's any chance, you can just bow your heads and let's get quiet before the Lord. Some of you, you, you need to make a decision to serve Him. You haven't been walking with Him. Uh, the scripture describes in the Old Testament how sin was in the camp. Maybe there's sin in your home. Maybe decisions that you're making. And it's, it's crushing you. So you still love the Lord, but you're not with Him. And, and you want to settle that. Well, the beautiful thing is you can. So I want to encourage you to make a decision to serve Him with all of your heart. Some of you have never committed your life to Christ. Maybe you see the church right now rising up and reaching out and loving others. I've seen that in these days more than normal. I'm encouraged by it. Maybe you're giving the church a try, which means Jesus is shot. So if you're here right now and you've never given your heart to Jesus, I can't save you, neither can the church, but he can. And so if you've never asked for him to move into your heart, I'm going to pray for you as I give a prayer blessing over everyone during these strange days, but days of victory. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you right now for everyone who is praying. Lord, some might be out for a walk right now listening. Some could be driving down a road. They may be in a living room. They could be in their office. Lord, there's so many ways that people are participating in church right now. And I ask, oh God, for you to reach into their hearts and forgive them and to build a relationship with them. It's, it's their move. You've done so much. You went all out there on the cross. But many of us, we just need to turn back and face you and call you Lord. We repent of our sin. We're so sorry. And God, we ask that as we pray a prayer of blessing over us, that you will do it with racial tension, that you will do it with financial tension, that you will do it with relational tension, any place in our life that is independent of you. Lord, so right now we ask that your face will shine upon us. Lord, I pray that we'll lead the way as believers in showing people what love can really do. That love does not fail. It never fails. That love is kind. And love is patient. And love doesn't keep records of wrongs. And that you are a God who loves us. We're so sorry, Lord, that we're not a good reflection of that at times. So I pray that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And Lord, I pray that wherever we put our foot to go, that we'll be with you in coordination with you. For Paul said to stay in step with the Spirit. We want to be in, in sync with you, 
Lead us, Lord God, with our decisions. Let us put you first in our homes. Let our attitude be as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. For some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. That's what the Old Testament says, and we bring it to now. Some would trust in a job. Some would trust in a checking account or savings. Or some may trust in a marriage. But Lord, we know that none of those things are strong unless you're in the middle of them all. So we invite you into our homes and we ask that you bless us all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks a lot, New Life Church. Have a great week. Use wisdom and be loving. Take care.